Empty the chamber on And how do you do that? Four, six seconds, 28 point feet, everything you got. Everything you got. Turn that shit up. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the Scoop World Order Zone 6 edition, I believe. We uh, have been going through a lot of topics, a lot of stuff from the past. And, uh, you know, we might have the most impressive wide receiver talent we've ever had over the last two, three years. And this year, there's not going to be much of a drop off. So um, obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba is a Heisman contender. He is the preeminent um, favorite for the Bolitnikov. He'll be first team All-American in every preseason publication. Obviously, had a magnificent Rose Bowl performance, one of the greatest performances in the history of football at any level. Um, you know, and and it's a guy that you know a lot of people thought was our number three wide receiver. I mean, by the end of the year, with with Garrett Wilson and and Chris Olave sitting out, he ends up being the statistical leader in every category. Um, just fantastic. But who could be that next guy? So I'm going to bring in Nevada Buck. Nevada Buck, how are you tonight? Doing great. Excited about this topic and. Uh... Can't wait to talk about one of my favorite positions on the field, Ohio State wide receivers, because it's uh, an embarrassment of riches for sure. Yeah, and since you know, I mean, obviously Zach Smith, he built that room. You know, when when he departed Ohio State, he left behind you know Terry McLaurin and Paris Campbell and you know Johnny Dixon, and then Chris Olave is a freshman. So you know, and then you know Brian um, has taken it into a, an even higher level, you know, with his recruiting. Uh, he's nailed down the number one receiver multiple years in a row. These five-star all-world talents that, frankly, don't look like 18-year-old freshmen. They look like juniors when they show up. Kids like Emeka, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson. Uh, their polish is a different level. Um, they come from very well-respected and, and, and well-coached programs. Uh, so that, that makes a huge difference. But what receiver, in your mind, could be the next Jackson Smith and Jigba? Be the guy that could could potentially leap ahead and be the number one this year well i mean you've got a lot of choices and you know you've got marvin harrison jr who's tremendous you've got julian fleming who's been you know out of sight and highly regarded but for my money emeka buka is, is the guy that you've got to be looking at and you know I, I i hope we have some video that we can show that shows not only what a great wide receiver he is but i'm going to say he's going to be the next great kick returner in Ohio state and probably the first great kick returner we've had since Teddy again. And, and, and he might be in that type of discussion about Teddy again, because he's got that special knack for returning kicks that not everybody has. And we saw glimpses of it in the Rose bowl. And uh, I think that's, that's going to provide another dimension for Ohio state that we haven't seen in a few years. And, you know, with these new kickoff rules, everything seems to be taken out to the 25, but with a Mecca, he seems like he's a, a danger to take it the, the whole way every time he touches the ball, and that's uh, that's a, that's certainly something that we haven't we haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, and he was an absolute X factor in the Rose Bowl. Had multiple long returns, and you're correct. I mean, a kick return it's not always just about putting a guy that runs a four three back there that's fast. I mean, there's there's a feel to it. Um, you know, the unit as a whole. You know, it's 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 so dummy down from where it was years ago because you can't set a wedge anymore it's a two-man wedge or a single man wedge like they've really made it they've tried to make the game safer but you know you need guys that that have that feel it's a lot like playing running back honestly because you have to set blocks up you have to trust your blockers and also your blockers have to get the job done but he was fantastic at it so uh we'll take it right into the film room and uh we're going to start it off with with last year's number three wide receiver jackson smith and jig but this was probably as good of a throw as there was in college football last year. You remember this at Indiana, right over the middle. I'll let you uh, 
take a glimpse of this Nevada. I mean, this is as as good of a dime as you could ever throw. And I mean, he puts it between three guys. And you know, credit to Jackson Smith and Jigba because you know, at that moment, you potentially could be getting your head knocked off. You know, in, in old football before targeting, you know, the safety's got a pretty nice shot on you, and you know he. Thankfully, he doesn't get one on him, but uh, you know, kind of loses his footing and slides. But what's your what were your initial thoughts when you saw this throw live during the game? Well, you know, again, by all accounts, you know, Jackson's is covered, and and CJ just threw him open with just a, an absolute dime. But you know, you, you get a glimpse a little bit of uh, why the the other players on the team call Jackson Spider Man because he's got these huge hands with this incredible grip strength and he just doesn't drop the ball. You know, he's got the ability to catch punts with one hand off the jugs machine. He's got the ability to catch the ball over the middle and he just doesn't drop it. And, you know, as one of those underrated attributes you were looking for from a, from a wide receiver, you know, catching the ball is one of the biggest things, but not dropping it is another, because it's something all together different. And I think this shows all those uh, attributes in one play there and why, you know, why he set the, all-time college football record for reception yards at any <laughs> at any level in the Rose Bowl. Now, we're going to see a lot of that this year, and I, and I can't wait. Yeah, and, you know, of course, you can't get out of here without me talking about the protection for a brief moment. So this is um, – I love looks like this because this is a five-and-a-half man protection. You know, you run it, and you see – you know, the nice thing about, about Ruck here is he disrupts this defensive end and their timing. They're running what we call a TE stunt. So T is – this is the tackle – this is the end, and the tackle is going to go up here and contain, and the end is going to loop inside. This is generally a pretty easy stunt to pick up, um, but it's even easier because Ruck kind of disrupts them and throws the timing off. So Thayer basically has all day to get set up, and you know, by the time the guy's even you know getting into Thayer, the ball's gone. So, um, you know, I I I love you know it's it's patient. This is like I said, this is an easy stunt for the left side. Uh, the right side, I don't. I don't love as much because Luke, um, he's versus zero. He's wound up. He's kind of on no man's land. Don't like his eyes. I don't know what the call is, but he's looking kind of, I don't know what he would be looking at on this side. You watch it. And I wish that PJ would have just paused here and just posted. He's got the B gap here, but if he just posts up, he could give Luke a little hand here and help him. You know, if you put a, if you just stop right here and you don't slide as far over, because Dewan's got this guy wrapped up. I mean, this, that guy's—he's heavy on him. He's not—he's not a speed rusher. Like that guy's not going to beat Dewan. So I, I'd give this guy a little bit of help here. Put a hand here, help him secure this better, and I'd have my eyes out here in case he goes inside, so you could T-bone him. But the thing I love about this with PJ Paris is, you know, the play. You know, th this guy's about to have a bad day right here. He's got—he's got Dewan and PJ, two nasty dudes, and PJ turns and puts this guy into the ground like i mean off the screen like we don't have a wide enough camera angle at ohio state and i mean you can see like i mean dewand is just kind of standing here laughing pj is over here burying this guy like look at this i mean he's he's you know 15 yards away from the ball <laughs> you know and so that's that's when you know those are like the little things that they're like body blows in a boxing fight where you don't see them statistically you probably don't see that on the tv cast because they're they're on the ball and they're you know going downfield to to, to follow the catch but those are the, things, the kind of things that demoralize a defensive lineman so and pj has got that kind of nastiness he's always had a mean streak he he prides himself on his mean streak so little things like that um are, are things i love so we'll go on to uh 
Oh, the magnificent Rose Bowl. So uh, you were there in Nevada. Tell me a little bit about what you saw out of Emeka that day. Well, Emeka, you know, put on a show, you know, along with some of the other great wide receivers. But, you know, the none of the catches were better than this one. You know, this one was going away from where I was sitting. You know, it, it looked close, but you're thinking there's just no way he could get his foot down and catch the ball. But he did. It was just a tremendous NFL-type play, and you you know, you started to get a, get a glimpse that that Mecca was going to have a big game, and this came at a big time, and and it was, it was a great throw. So it was just all, all around, you know, m- maybe the, the throwing catch of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the, I mean, the body control is sensational. The awareness is sensational. I mean, there's just no. I mean, you know, I, I never feel bad for defensive players, but I mean, this isn't bad coverage. I mean, you got the sideline as your ally when you're the corner. Um, you know, he's not looking at the ball because he's probably thinking there's no way that this is going to be caught in bounds and. He does just enough to get his feet in, you know, and, and it's that's almost I mean, it's almost impossible, but that's how good these guys are now. Like you look at the body control, you look where he catches it. He's leaning out of bounds. He's got the, the right of mind to drag the feet. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, it's silly. You know, and I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba, his freshman year, had one of the greatest catches in college football history where he got that toe tap down. And, and here this is what you were talking about earlier with the, the conviction and the awareness on the kick return. So take us through this a little bit. Well, I mean, you, again, you'd like to say it's great blocking, it's great this, but it's just, like you said, it's it's Emeka just kind of committing. And, he, he, you know, a lot of times what you see with kickoff returners is guys that don't get up to, to, to full speed quickly and don't really run with that conviction. They're kind of running, they're kind of trying to avoid the hit. You know, Teddy had that ability to be up to top speed in two, two and a half strides. Emeka's got that as well, and, and he put it on display every time he had a kickoff. And this was another big one. He had he had at least two or three other big ones that game. And uh, I think we're going to see more and more of this. But this this flips the field. This gets Ohio State out to the forty at a big time for them. And you know it was just something out of nothing. And so that's those types of extra yards you get out of a out of a player like a Mecca Buka, and that that's uh, that's how you win football games. Yeah, and it's it's one of those weird things that people don't realize mentally. You know, when you're when you're on this sideline and you're the defensive guys and you have to defend on the forty and you're on the other sideline down here, and you're coming out on the 40, that makes a big difference between being on the 25 or you know if, if they kick it and you get pinned inside the 25. Mentally, it's a big deal because at a minimum, you're going to flip the field. You know, and, and the way we punt and the way that we get down there and force fair catches, I mean, you're going to flip the field. You're, you're going to be down inside the 10 for the defense. But you know, coming out on the 40 mentally is a lot different than the 25, which I know that sounds weird, but it's the truth. So here's another look to them. You know, CJ, nice and easy. Two had a rough day. But you were there. Take me through this. I mean, you see the space, (laughs) the respect on the route. Well, just, you know, what I look for in those guys is those guys that can make that catch, you know, five yards behind the chain. And he's got the the, the quickness and the awareness to kind of turn the corner and pick it up and add another 10, 12 yards to the uh, the plate. Turns out to be a nice 17-yard gain. And, you know, those are backbreakers for the defense. And, you know, like you said, it could be an easier throw. He's wide open out there on the left. But, you know, you take a quick little five-yard run or five-yard throw and turn it into a 17-yard gain. And uh, that's how you put a lot of points on the board. Yeah, and, and something I love, and, and this is something that Ryan Day likes to do a lot, I think it's, it's brilliant scheming, is when you go three into the boundary. So this is the boundary. This is the short side of the field over here. And when you put three receivers, so you put your tight end, your other two wide receivers – and your tailback on that side, it really forced the defense to shift. And so 
this poor guy's on an island versus a guy who's really dangerous. So I love going three by one, especially to the boundary, because it's kind of unorthodox. It's it's not something you conventionally line up to. Um, you see it more and more in college football, but it's just it's something that it's a pain, and you're like, all right, you you line up to this defense, and I hope that this guy's really really good because he's going to be going against the guy who were focused, you know, who were basically trying to showcase on this one play, and you know, it's the guys out there. You get them ten yards, and it's just a free first down. So I love when we go three in, three into the boundary. So we'll go to the next one, but yeah, this was uh. Getting down to the nitty-gritty, man. I mean, were you, were you feeling pretty good? I mean, after at halftime, probably wasn't quite as good. You probably got some nachos in your system, and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're getting ready for this this final amazing comeback. But um, I think the next place is a kick return. Yeah, this, is, this was huge. Yeah, well, I said before this play that I thought that uh, Emeka was going to take it to the house. And you see him just, boom, right up the field. You know, again, that's not great blocking. That's not great. That, that's just great individual effort, great individual, you know, t- you know, just having a feel for being a, a kickoff returner. And th- those are the things that, you know, in, in a game, you know, if you pick up an extra 10, 15, 20 yards on a, on a return and you do that three or four times a game, that's as good as a score. That's a touchdown right there. And here we could have been stopped and held back on the 20 and said he pulls it up there and we're, you know, we're in business at the 44-yard line. You know, that's – that's two first downs difference. And that's, you know, in, in a game that's decided by three points, that's literally the difference in winning and losing. And uh, I think his kickoff returns played no small measure in, uh, in the fact that Ohio State won that Rose Bowl. Yeah, and I, I've got a shout out to my favorites, man, because we got, we got Mitch Rossi back for, you know, his 85th year. And we have Cade Stover, you know, who you know, two guys, two tough guys, two utility guys, team first, really good players, you know, both, you know, mucking it up here. I mean, Mitch, Mitch, you know, he gets this guy pretty good. That's always a good feeling when you see a guy do the helicopter, like John Elway in the Super Bowl. But, like, I, I love, you know, when 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 kids like this will, you know, I mean, Cade Silver played a ton on defense, and then he's he's out there on special teams, kind of setting the one-man wedge. Um, you know, but but you're right. Like, Emeka, you know, the, the biggest thing is, you know, he, he picks his lane, and he doesn't stop. He doesn't dance. He puts his foot in the ground, and he goes north-south. And, you know, and good things happen when you do that, you know, and, and again, like when you're, when you're these guys in white and you're coming out on like the 44 and you're like, oh God, these guys don't really have that far to go versus, you know, these guys on red, you know, the O line and whatever, you know, the, the linemen are usually all, you, you, you'll see them. They're usually like down here, like lined up, ready to huddle up, assuming we're going to get out at the 25, you know, when you get to walk all the way up to about the 44, again, it doesn't seem like a lot to the average person but like mentally it is a it's a massive difference so you know but we uh i'm looking forward to seeing this man and you know we'll break down marvin harrison jr next but uh you know what do you project for a stat line for a mecca for next season well i think he's gonna be a thousand yard receiver and i i think um, i think a mecca literally will be the next big breakout star i think he'll have a breakout season similar to what jackson smith and jigba had this year where before the season, you know, people really weren't talking about him that much. And at the end of the year, he's a household name. I, I predict the same thing for Mecca. I think he's going to have that kind of an impact. And, um, but again, I think he's going to do it on the, on the return game as well. I think he's going to make some big returns and be one of the premier return guys in all college football. And I think that makes him uh, doubly valuable for sure. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about when you're a great returner is you can sneak onto an all American team as a return guy too, because you know, Teddy did that his freshman year and, 
you know, that gives you a little, they give you a little bit of a utility there where it's like you're, you have like extra eligibility spot. So, but I, I agree with you. And again, like if, if we set like Las Vegas odds preseason last year, what would the odds have been that Jackson Smith and Jigba would have let us in receiving? I mean, with Garrett and Chris Olavik, but pretty low, I would think. I mean, I don't know how many people would have been, people might've laid a little bit on it, but I don't have any, anyone that's gonna put their house on that one. And it ended up happening. So with this offense and, uh, you know, the proficiency of CJ Stroud and, and the way Ryan likes to draw stuff up and get guys open. Like you never know who's going to be the leading receiver for a game, which is always why it's kind of fun. So, um, well, that being said, you know, we'll, we'll do Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, we've got Brian Schottenstein coming. We've got some really good stuff coming on scoop order. Appreciate your support. Please click subscribe, uh, get our alerts. Um, our, our site is growing like crazy. The YouTube channel is growing. Uh, we appreciate all your feedback. Thank you for tuning in. Um, leave us comments down below because I always love the feedback and see what else would you guys like for us to break down during these, uh, these winter months and the few weeks leading up to spring ball. So appreciate you guys. You guys have a great one. This has been the scoop world order.